Welcome to More Mercy, a bonus episode of MercyCast, where I reflect on the previous week's episode and how it connects to scripture and this cultural moment. Today I want to talk about vocation. In the most recent MercyCast episode, we hear from Jordan Rayner, and he's talking about the sacredness of secular work. That's his new book that's coming out at the end of the month, and what I love about this book is it really taps into this idea that to be called to ministry doesn't mean you are called into the pastorate. And this can sound scary for a lot of us, but at the end of the day, all of us are ministers and we are taking everything that we are and all that God has done in us with us everywhere we go. I think that's such a beautiful picture. This is how the church historically has spread It's not necessarily the Bible teachers. Yes, they serve their role. And we need that. And we need that daily diet of Scripture. And we need that weekly meeting with the church and hearing the Word. We need that. We need that preached Word. But the goal is not to just get there, consume, and then go to lunch. It's to take with us what we took from the message. And in our talk, he He talks about several things, but he really hits on this idea of vocation. Vocation is ultimately what you do. It's your occupation. I tell a story in the episode of how a man who was a cobbler went to Martin Luther after he had truly understood his faith, and he had had come into a relationship with Jesus, and he said, what do I do now, Dr. Luther? And he said, well, what are you? And he says, well, I'm a cobbler. He said, Well, make shoes to the glory of God. See, God intersects with our lives where we are. We're able to speak gospel truth to other people through our own personality. And that is so important. Because ultimately, we must be light in our vocation. We need to shine who Jesus is. We don't turn it off. We're not just Sunday Christians. We don't turn it off, but we bring it with us wherever we go. I love how Jordan says mere Christians. And I asked him about that in the podcast. I'm like, why do you keep saying mere Christians? And his point was that at the end of the day, that's all we are. We don't have to be superstar Christians. We don't have to be Christians who have no flaws. We're just people who have trusted Jesus. We follow Jesus as our king. And God has historically used mere Christians to change the world. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. You don't have to be perfect to follow a perfect Messiah. You don't. So let that sink in. Another piece is that as we are growing in our relationship with God, Sometimes we wonder if what we're doing is God's will for us. And sometimes when you think about God's will, you you get to this place where it's almost like a guessing game or a puzzle you're putting together. We're like, well, I got to figure out if this is what he wants me to do. And if he doesn't want me to do this and I don't want to do it. And then now we're living in fear. Now we're scared. Now we're worried. Jordan has a good word for us. We, we spend so much time worrying about the will of God, Mm. answering the what questions, 
What spouse does he have for me? What career? What career does he have? For me? I honestly don't think God cares. I really don't. I think he cares how you make those decisions. I think he cares that you do them with him because that is his will. But the what? So long as it's not out of line with his work, he could not care less. And there's so little in scripture about answering those what questions. You are free from the what questions, believer. Your mm. purpose is to be with him. And that opens up Pandora's box of what's possible about the what. So freely engage in whatever God is putting in your heart. Because you know what the world needs right now? Christians who are fully alive. So go do the thing that makes you fully alive as you love your neighbor as yourself in the thing that God puts you on earth to do, which you've got a lot of freedom to choose. As we think about the will of God, I think it's important that we go to scripture. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God is often working his will in us. And so it's not always this mysterious thing that's outside of us that we have to figure out, this puzzle. He's not holding a carrot in front of you saying, you've got to figure me out to, so that you'll be loved. He's not doing that. But he's clear in certain instances. We find in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that is, that you abstain from sexual morality. In this place, God's will is very clear. Abstain from sexual morality. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Again, gratitude. This is what God wants for us. He wants us to be people marked by gratitude. And so, as we think about what is God's will, maybe we don't have to go in search of it. But maybe as we look at Scripture, His will is revealed to us. As we grow in our relationship with God, we will naturally know what his will is. John seven seventeen, if anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself. As we get to know God, we'll be able to discern things, not only good teaching versus aberrant theology, but what God's will is and what it isn't. And I love how, how Jordan says, ultimately, some of the details that we sweat, that we get so nervous about, God's not concerned about. And so I think we can pray with the psalmist in Psalm 143, verse 10, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. And if we still want to know what God may have for us in our vocation, 1 John 5.14 says this, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, his will is revealed in Scripture. It's right there. It's not this mysterious thing out there. It's, it's right in front of you. And so, believer, rest easy, knowing that God is for you, that Christ is for you, that he's lived, he's died, he's rose for you, and he loves you. And you are free to shine that love in your job. You're free to be where you are for Christ. Just remember, no matter what you're experiencing right now, there's always more mercy.